The Kim Kardashian thief says he feels no guilt for the gunpoint Paris robbery and reveals the $10 million jewelry heist was inspired by her parading her valuables online. Since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it. I thought this would be a pretty interesting thing to go over. So one of the perpetrators of Kim Kardashian's 2016 Paris robbery has spoken out, declaring he feels no guilt over the crime. Yunus Abbas is one of 12 elderly men arrested for the burglary in which Kardashian was bound at gunpoint, while the band of thieves now known as the Grandpa Robbers plundered $10 million worth of jewelry from her luxurious hotel suite. In a new interview with Vice News, Abbas confirmed that he developed the idea for the robbery after seeing Kardashian repeatedly flaunt her jewelry on social media. Since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it, and that was that. Guilty? No, I don't care. He said with a chuckle, I don't care. He also divulged details of the robbery itself, alleging that Kardashian's secretary attempted to call for assistance, but dialed 911 despite being in France. When asked about celebrities posting about their valuables on the internet, Abbas defiantly argued they should be a little less showy towards people who can't afford it. For some people, it's provocative. Kardashian reportedly experienced flashbacks after the robbery during which she feared she might be raped or murdered. Abbas acknowledged, you don't come out of it unscathed. We didn't expect this. Of course, she must have been traumatized. When the crime was committed in October 2016, all men were in their 60s or 70s, prompting the French media to dub them the Grandpa Robbers. So, in one of the pieces Abbas and his gang took was the $4 million 20-carat Lorraine Schwartz engagement ring Kardashian was given by Kanye West. I went on the internet, and it's true. I saw her jewelry. I saw her ring. I saw that she showed it everywhere. And we knew this information through social media, Abba said while explaining the crime to Vice News. Back then, he was less aware of her than of her husband, but I saw one of her shows where she threw her diamond in the pool in that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I thought, she's got a lot of money. This lady doesn't care at all. Abba may have been referring to a notorious episode in which Kardashian lost a $75,000 diamond earring in the ocean in Bora Bora. So she worked herself up into hysterics over the earring, exasperating her elder sister, Courtney Kardashian, who drawed Kim, there's people that are dying. The Grandpa Roberts discovered online that Kim Kardashian was headed to Paris Fashion Week in October 2016, so we went there to do some reconnaissance. They successfully traced her to the Hotel de Portalas in 8th 
arrondissement, and according to Abbas, they were there from midnight the night of the crime. Kardashian sisters had left the hotel that evening with their bodyguard, Pascal Duvier, in tow, leaving her alone and vulnerable in her suite. We got in through the little door that was open on the inside, Abbas said. As soon as we got in, we took control of the concierge, we overpowered him, we tied him up, but then we looked for the keys of the bedroom she stayed in. He explained, I stayed downstairs, but my two colleagues went upstairs with the concierge to go to Madame Kardashian's room. The men who breached her suite then tied her up, gagged her, and threw her in the bathtub as she reportedly pleaded for her life. When Abba's colleagues returned downstairs, he said Madame Kardashian's secretary called for help, but she called 911 in the United States, which scared us, which made them lose a lot of time. And when we got out, there was a bunch of police outside who didn't know anything about the robbery. While, Mike, while making his getaway by bicycle, Abbas dropped a 30,000 euro diamond encrusted cross, and France 24 reports that hours later it was discovered by a passerby. However, Abbas told Vice that his arrest stemmed from the fact that he left some of his DNA on the concierge while tying him up, allowing the police to track him down, a task made easier by the fact that he already had a record. Abbas then spent 22 months in prison, but was granted a release on health grounds and has since published a memoir of the robbery. Omar Ait Kedai, one of the men arrested for the heist, told French police the engagement ring was the only surviving piece of Kardashian stolen jewelry. In early 2017, Lehman obtained a transcript of Kadeh's police interview where he explained that his gang melted down and sold off the rest of the spoils. For the jewelry never to be recognized, we made a common decision to melt it. He said claiming their loot was taken to the diamond trade hub of Antwerp. Kardashian later told David Letterman the experience left her so paranoid for a year that she would have a half dozen guards constantly posted at her Calabasas home. And last year... Five years after the robbery, she revealed she was still so scarred by the incident that she no longer keeps any jewelry at home, even in a safe. I can't sleep if I have jewelry in my safe, or money, or anything in my house. I just don't live my life like that, she said in Keeping Up with the Kardashian special. She insisted no expensive item ever come to her home, and as far as jewelry, if I'm wearing something... It's borrowed. It's fake. Kardashian claims she, she has become a completely different person after the robbery in the best way by dialing back her materialism. Prior to the ordeal, she had to have the coolest car, the best rims, the best outfit, and I thought that it was, I was the, you know, shit because of that. I thought that made me, she said. The things I valued before that happened were generally completely different than what I value now, said the reality star, who is now a mother of four. It's fun to get dressed up in all this, but like things don't make me. And last November, the 12 grandpa robbers were indicted on various charges in connection with the Paris Jewel heist that sent shockwaves around the world. And French law shields Kardashian from having to be cross-examined, meaning she would not have to face her accused assailants in court. So, I mean, feel free to give your thoughts on this whole situation. Now, I have a few different views on this, right? One, 
it's good that this experience, in a sense, made her be more aware of her materialism, because it's honestly shocking how many people just post all their fancy jewelry and all that kind of stuff, thinking that no one's gonna like do anything, right? Like there are bad people in this world, and if they are in like a bad mood and they are somewhat psychotic, if they're slightly autistic, if they are kinda on the spectrum of being a psychopath, like it wouldn't take much for them to be like, you know what, I'm having a bad day today, or I've been having a bad life up to now, I'm going to take it out on this person, and take everything that they have, like, you got to be really careful, right, especially when you have someone of, like, her size and basically popularity, Right? Because even back then, in like 2016, she had a massive, massive following. Right? Like, when you're such a public figure, and it would be easy for people to basically figure out where you're going to be, when you're going to be there, and know that you always carry a lot of money with you in terms of jewelry, you're going to be a target. Right? This is the same issue that I see with a lot of rappers who start to make really good amount of money and they literally carry like 200 grand of cash in their pockets right then like you know like a hundred thousand dollar diamond rolex right then like random expensive other jewelry on them all the time like what are you doing you are literally asking yourself to get robbed right now it would be a little bit different if you were in a specific area where basically there's no crime but a lot of the people who wear these types of things go into areas where it's like, it's going to be like a crime haven. Like, oh yeah, there's going to be crime everywhere. So just be very careful, right? And don't make it known that you just carry a bunch of expensive items with you all the time, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with you going someplace and wearing something expensive. But if it's a well-known fact that everywhere you go, you basically carry over $4 million worth of jewelry, yeah, you're going to be a target to someone, right? They're going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to go after you, we're going to take everything that you have, and we're going to try to make money. Because there's people out there that exist, and you got to be aware of that, and you got to be careful with that. By the way, like, this is another thing too. Go ahead and buy expensive jewelry, if it has no impact on your financial life. So what I mean by this, make sure that you have an emergency fund, make sure that you have money going towards your retirement, make sure that you're making a good amount of money, and as long as you buy these items and they will literally have no impact on your day-to-day life in terms of financially speaking, go ahead and buy it if you want it. Just be aware that... Once you buy these jewelry items, more than likely, you're never going to get the same value from that ever again. So if you spent like a million dollars on a really nice watch, you're probably not going to get that same value out of it in the future.
Now, of course, it depends on the watch. Some watches appreciate, some watches don't. That one's a really weird, like, space in the financial world. But if we're talking about, like, let's say that you buy, like, a, a gold necklace with a whole bunch of diamonds in it, right? Let's say you spend, like, a hundred grand for that because you added diamonds to it. It's not going to be worth $100,000 because it's like a customized piece, right, to you. And the gold is only going to be worth what gold is at that point that you sell it. And the diamonds are only going to be worth what it is at the time that you sell it, right? That The added cost of like customizing the piece means nothing. You know like how like some like NFL players, athletes, all that kind of stuff basically have like this like really customized necklace with their name on it or something like that. And they spend like 50 grand, 100 grand on this necklace, right? Guess what? The resale value of that necklace is maybe like 5, 10 grand at the most. Just for the raw material. If you want to learn how to get a debt and master your money, go to 40inbox.com.